Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the first episode of Secret Invasion. The scrolls are here again on TV this time. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Uh, I feel like the show has been happening for the longest time. I feel like it's been coming out forever. True. Yeah. I, but, you know, here we are. We're going to talk about it. Uh, there is stuff to spoil and we will spoil it. Uh, but we won't do that until after the news. So, Dylan, what you got? All right. So first, we'll talk about some some breaking news, Michael. Breaking as of a couple hours ago. Oh, wow. So okay. Su- Superman Legacy casting. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. As a reminder, this is the uh, the Gunverse. first um, Gunverse. Is that what we're calling it? I don't know. I've, I've heard multiple people say that. So, Yeah. I think officially it's called the DCU, but I'm okay calling it the Gunverse. Gunverse. Um, uh, this is the first Gunverse entry. It's Superman, uh, a reboot with a younger characters um, existing in a world where heroes already exist. The authority will be somehow in the movie as well. It's coming out in 2025, so not too far away. Um, and we've been hearing, well, in in like movie terms, it's not too far away, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> Secret Wars is coming out in like 2030 or something. So <laughs> get out of here. It's all relative. Um, but we've been hearing a lot about the screen tests last week. Who's paired up with who? When it's happening? Like, I I've had an issue, Michael. Like since the the inception of this that james gunn has been way too transparent i think okay. um like i don't need to know everyone that's auditioning and when and and how it um, went yeah like i'd rather just be surprised when there's like a cool update like at comic-con or something but um but they're not going to comic-con maybe not we don't no. know about dc yet but okay. it. if the if the screen actors guild strikes which they're expected to, they're not allowed to promote their movies either. Not allowed to act or promote the movies. So no actor could appear at Comic-Con. Oh, wow. Um, well, that might be the case. But anyway, uh, long story short, they cast uh, Superman and Lois Lane. Um, it was Superman as David Corenswet, which I think we talked about maybe as I... when he was like in the mix, which it's weird that we know about that. And then Rachel Brosnahan is uh, Lois Lane. He right. is from, we know him from Pearl. Uh, he's also yes. from some. He's the projectionist. He's also in some Ryan Murphy TV shows on Netflix, uh, The Politician, and Hollywood. And I actually like him. I think he's pretty cool. And then um, Rachel Brosnahan. I only know from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if she's done anything else, but um, I haven't watched that show. But I know she's Mrs. <laughs> Maisel. That's that's all you, <laughs> you need. You know what I mean? Um, so it's hard to like really talk about anything here because we don't know what direction they're going with character wise um but like right visually is basically all we can do and i think they look like the characters you know yeah, they, they look good um he, he's got a superman vibe he does he definitely does um I, i'm okay with the casting but yeah yeah we definitely did talk about uh him previously and yeah echoing what you said it is weird right that we know who's up for roles and whatnot like that's bizarre i don't yeah. even know that i mean normally we find out about that like later you know what right. i mean like i don't think we knew emily blunt was maybe gonna be black widow until like years later but right um, until way it's later, weird right. it's, it's like kind of embarrassing for them i feel like too you know yeah for sure like, I, wouldn't, you just know I wouldn't you didn't get a job be, yeah i wouldn't want 
like to be applying for a job and everyone know that I didn't get it. <laughs> right, like embarrassing. Yeah, that's no way. Yeah, that's um not about it. But like I'm going into this with an open mind. Uh, uh we always hope things are good. <laughs> you know? Of course. <laughs> Trying to be positive. Uh okay. If if I'm switching to negative, I said one nice thing. Um, I think maybe they're trying to take the heat off of the flash, which is like generating a ton of bad uh headlines for them right now. Is not it? just the controversy with the box office, which I'll get to in a second. Oh, okay. But um, it's like so negative. There, I I wonder if they're like we need something else. We need to uh, look so, to the future. I think this makes Superman. Think so. I think this like turns Superman from like an idea that James Gunn have to like something tangible like that's actually happening that you can look forward to, you know? Sure. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know there was drama about the Flash other than, you know, Ezra Miller. It's just a cult. It's just a failure. Okay. On all fronts. Um, but <laughs> also apparently the wow. Scars Guard, both Scars Guard brothers, uh, Alexander and Bill, are up for Lex Luthor. W- which would you prefer, Michael? Um. Alex or Bill? <laughs> Pennywise uh, or uh, in- I? I think Pen- I don't. I I. You know what? There's no wrong I, answer. I don't know, Bill. I'm gonna go Bill. I say Bill too. Yeah. I'm worried that Alexander Skarsgård would like steamroll them. I don't know. He's he's a bigger name. He's a bigger person. He's yeah, for sure. Pretty charismatic. I don't know. Bill seems younger too. Like he would fit. With he them. fits the vibe. I say he seems younger, literally the younger brother, but you know what I mean? He seems he's younger. younger. He has a younger vibe. <laughs> he's, he's younger. Um, right. Anyway. Is actually younger. Uh, what if they both played Lex? Ooh. At different points in the timeline. No, no more. Multi- um, Michael, I know we got Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars. I don't want any more multiverse. I'm so tired of it already. I love Spider-Verse. But- That's the only one. I wish I could end with this next Spider-Verse movie and that would be it. Like, I'm sick of it. Loki, Multiverse of Madness. I hate uh, the gimmick. Yeah, I'm over it. It's played out. Anyway. Unless it's Fast and the Furious, then that's okay. Well, yeah, they haven't done it yet. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and if they do, okay. we accept it. <laughs> well, okay, I guess I'll, I'll I'll talk about The Flash now. Um, it's basically like a box office update. Um, mm-hmm. um, they had a really bad opening weekend that didn't go well. Um, and then it dropped seventy three percent in their second week. So like already upon a bad week, it drops seventy three. A good hold is like a fifty forty forty is really good, you know. Okay. From first week to second week. Um. So it had the worst drop ever for a movie, a, a superhero movie, other than Morbius. Morbius is the only one that wow had a worse drop. It it's made less money than Black Adam, Shazam two, other like huge flops, you know. And this wow. one cost like twice way um, more this is like two morbiuses at least you know that's wild um, yeah it's gonna struggle to make 300 million which should be a billion dollar movie to by all, yeah you know. by all rights for sure um and then the the i guess the big debate surrounding this is they spent it looks like they spent around 150 million in marketing um so the the question is would it have been better just to toss it on hbo like I'm team don't toss things on HBO. Of course. But like, it's hard to argue when like they clearly tried so hard with marketing. Like we, we heard about this movie nonstop for weeks. Felt like years. Well, yeah, yeah, but like actually weeks, but it felt like forever. Yeah. Yeah. True. We saw the marketing budget. Let's say that. Um, 
and then it flopped anyway. So like, do you think they should have just should so they just toss it out? I don't know. Man, that's that's hard. Like, it's I didn't realize it has done so poorly because so many people have come in and talked about it. You know, so like, I, and I don't normally look up box office stuff. That's not anything I yeah. normally care about. Um, except when we're talking about it here, and it's and I do find it interesting. But I think it's so interesting because I guess we do live in that bubble where a lot of the people that come in to the store have seen the Flash, right? Yeah. Um. But wow, that's hard I mean, to say. It's not great. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I hope they don't learn the learn the wrong lesson and make things kind of like how HBO did with the pandemic, streaming wise. But yeah, it, it's hard because everything's underperforming right now, pretty much. I think Guardians did pretty well, and uh, Spider Verse is doing pretty well. But like Little Mermaid struggling, um, Elemental struggling. Uh, Fast and the Furious struggled. Like all these movies that, like, two years ago or pre-pandemic would have been like huge hits. All of them, they're they're so condensed now. Um, it's coming out every single week in theaters, and most people go to the theater. I think the average was like twice a year, something like that. It was like a, no it way. Was like, yeah, it's like it, it's a crazy average. We're we're, we're in our weird. I know. Um, but they don't. They just don't go every week like we do, Michael. Okay. Um, and the landscape has shifted because there used to be a lot of mid budget movies at the box office. Yeah. Like you'd get a flash and then the week after that, you'd get like a right. Some like a some, no hard feelings, like a comedy, I mean, something like that. It wouldn't right. be a huge big budget blockbuster, but streaming has made it so that that's where those live now. And then the big blockbusters are for the theaters. And I think there's just, wow. it's cannibalizing itself and everything's losing money now. It's kind of like sad to see, you know, like it, little mermaid should, make a billion dollars so reading into the future though dylan does that do you think that they are sort of authoring their own demise here and that this is like in 20 years when there's half the theaters that there are now they'll say oh yeah that's probably why because you only put blockbusters in there and i think that they have like entire teams dedicated to studying this and that they know um and that they'll course correct that's what i'm thinking anyway or i'm hoping you know i think they got greedy and i I think there's going to be a shift back right like so we've had the huge pendulum uh swing towards streaming services and now everyone is annoyed with how many streaming services they are content getting pulled with that new paramount stuff like or whatever um yeah people are annoyed by streaming services and you know i'm i'm about to cancel netflix like i don't even watch it like what do i have it for just in case Netflix True. has become like the modern day gym membership. You know what I mean? It's like the thing you have just in case. And you can just re- restart it every three years when a stranger thing season comes out. Right. No kidding. <laughs> but I, I totally agree with you. I think less is more with all of this. I think less streaming services, less blockbusters coming out at the same time. There used to be one or two Marvels a year, you know, now there's like, I don't know five something like that with the sony ones included it's way too much um but who knows but it was good for spider-verse because in its fourth week it it took back the number one spot at the box office because flash flopped so hard (laughs) um so it's like a nice headline for them and then um elemental rose to number two which little mini review one sentence review i saw the other day and it was so so good i loved it 
I, I hate that it's okay. not getting any attention. Every Pixar movie flops now. It's not an elemental thing. Strange World, Soul. Elemental looks Raya. so good. I know it was really good. I liked it a lot. It was a little bit like learning racism is bad for babies, you know? But sure. Like, like a like a really obvious metaphor, but like it is for kids, so it's right. It's hard to, to criticize it too much, but I loved it. I, I highly suggest it. I know y'all are waiting for Disney Plus, so oh oh yeah 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 that's what I'm waiting for. Y'all, I mean the the listeners. Oh, <laughs> no one watches these movies in theaters anymore. Disney has taught us that they'll be out in a few weeks on Disney Plus. So with the Pixar ones anyway. Right. So like, what are they? What's 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 even the point, really? Yeah, it's like why would you pay for you and your three kids a hundred bucks to go see yeah. the movie when you can pay $15 a month or whatever Disney plus costs. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I don't know. We'll see. It's all doomed. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> it's all doomed. Okay. You mentioned the Paramount stuff. That was another mini headline. Um, They took off, they canceled Star Trek prodigy, which had already been renewed for a second season. And then, um, and the second season got made, but they canceled it and they removed it from the streaming service along with uh, Greece rise of the pink ladies, which I've heard is really good. Um, okay. and Queen of the Universe, which is like a drag queen American Idol, like they're singing, not lip syncing. And then the game, I don't know that one, but um, the game is in like the Michael Douglas movie. No, it's some show. Oh, okay. Um, but they're yeah. The headline is that now Paramount is also eviscerating streaming shows. They're also not available to purchase on like iTunes, Amazon. Right, so they're like, just gone. You truly can't get it unless you pirate it. That's crazy. Um, because I don't, the reason I do this is because I don't want to pay royalties for, of course, any of the people involved. But it just seems wild to me. I don't, I need someone to explain to me why it can't be on iTunes because I feel like if it's a la carte, then can't you pay their fair it's, share as people buy it? Like, why, I mean, why do they remove it? From clearly, there has to be some sort of a reason, right? But like, what that doesn't make any sense. It's like, I feel like you're just leaving money on the table, right? Yeah, I don't get it. I need someone to explain it to me. Yeah, I need someone <laughs> I get who understands the streaming thing. to explain it. Yeah. Phone in. Uh, the lines are open. Yeah, call 1-800-UNCANNY. <laughs> um, okay. Operator just tuned more, more bad news, Michael. Oh, okay. uh, regarding El Muerto this time. The, okay. This is the, this is the, as a, like a refresher, the spider, uh, the spider cinematic universe entry. Right about like the next villain it's about a wrestler who gains power through a mystical mask who uh, originally fought spider-man in a charity wrestling match in which he nearly unmasked the web slinger um before being stung by spider-man with a paralyzing poison okay so spider-man fought in a wrestling match i mean and stung th- his opponent and then he got powers from the mask something like that sure yeah i mean that's that that sounds like that, that. Sure, that's a comic book plot. Maybe it's that guy from the first Spider-Man movie. You know when he has that that uh, homemade suit on and he fights Macho that, Man, Bonesaw. That that, sure, is that Bonesaw really, like, is ready? Yeah, some it's, it's a, a really that, dated joke. Yes, from Spider-Man. Who made uh, that? Your husband. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah. That 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 was uh, played by Macho Man Randy Savage, the classic wrestler from the eighties and nineties. He should have been El Muerto. He's dead. Well, oh, my bad. Now it's Bad Bunny. Riff. Oh, well, now it's not anymore. He, oh, bad it's not? Bunny, bad Bunny has exited the role. Oh. Um, uh, I thought, I think he was the only thing that, like, 
made this movie maybe worth making. Um, they previously announced that on August 7th it was going to begin production, but I guess that's not happening anymore because Bad Bunny dropped out. And it says that Sony is attempting to recast the role. Uh, you and I know this movie isn't happening. Oh, yeah, this movie's um, over. But they don't want to like throw in the towel yet. So they're like, we're going to try and recast. But like, uh huh. Bad Bunny's like such a huge, like, a, if you're a, a little unplugged deal. from music, he's like Taylor Swift level, like, juggernaut right. musician right now. You know, people will go just to anything because he's in it a little bit. Yeah, he was at, he was doing stuff with WWE and they didn't realize how big of a star they booked. You know, because he he had a match at WrestleMania or whatever, and the, yeah, the, the pop for Bad Bunny was just out of control. Just so people were just there buying WrestleMania tickets just to see Bad Bunny. Yeah, makes sense. So I don't know what they're gonna do now, other than not make it. No more villain movies. I'm tired of it. They shouldn't make Craven, Madam Web. But Dylan, they've already made Craven, and we're gonna have to and, go see and it. And Madam Web. <laughs> and mm. uh, I don't know what are the movies they have. Venom three, Ugh. we could, we could do without that. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. Yeah, maybe. Maybe El Muerto would have been good. Oh well. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Okay, moving on. We I have I only have one trailer this week. Okay, uh, is for, I guess like correct me if I'm wrong. This doesn't sound right to me, but there's been a ten year hiatus of Futurama. Is it is been that, that true? long? Because it came what the back. Article said, and I thought like it came back a few years ago. I no I I didn't watch the reboot because I like Futurama but I just didn't watch the reboot or not the reboot the you know resurrection or whatever you want to call it um I I don't remember I couldn't tell you specifically one but probably you know what it probably has been 10 years yeah I have no concept of time so like that I guess that makes sense um yeah. but it's I think we talked about it before it's officially returning with like the full cast the original cast that was a big like point of contention because they didn't want to pay some people um, it's gonna have ten episodes, so it's like a reduced season. Um, but the plot for twenty thirteen, yeah, that's correct. Is when it ended. Damn, that's crazy. That's when they did those little movie things, right? I think uh, that I remember them doing like long, like two hour specials. Yeah, they did a bunch point. of those. Anyway, um, the the plot outline for this sounds like. Tell me if I'm wrong, Michael. But it's like a little cringe, like topical, so topical that it's cringe. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But it says there's a whole new pandemic in town as mm. the crew explores the future of vaccines, Bitcoin, cancel culture, and streaming TV. Sounds like South Park. Yeah, it sounds like a South Park plot, not a uh, Futurama to me. Interesting. Hmm. It's just I feel like that's always a bad idea because like. Well, that becomes Vaccines unwatchable. And Bitcoin in 10 years. are already da- like oh now I feel like they're not well, even like a true. Cool it's not topical convo. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. no, I'm. That's that's a that's a big yikes for me. Um, but yeah, even in the trailer they were doing I mean, like the no the no swab, and he's like, I can't wait to do that a hundred times. And it's like <laughs> we know we lived through it. <laughs> I mean, you know? the trailer the trailer was funny. It had moments that were like the classic Futurama yeah. humor, but like. Yeah, that's that type of humor just doesn't land with me. It I used to for me. I'm wondering if I outgrew it, but I used to like Futurama a lot. Well, me too. I loved Futurama and The Simpsons, and I like South Park too. Um, I, I I outgrew South Park, uh, and I never watched the Futurama reboot, and I haven't watched Simpsons in 20 years. So, 
I guess I got yeah. it. But I imagine it's hard to cut a trailer that's good for like a animated comedy, you know, because it's context is so important and right. True. I don't know. Mm, I, I, I that don't know. seems hard. The, the trailer was okay though. I mean, like, I think if you're fine. into if you're into Futurama, I, you'll probably yeah. it did exactly what it needed to do. It did it for I me. I would check it out and. It reminded me that this is coming out on Hulu now. Uh, Disney, the Disney Empire. Um, yes. I don't know. I'll watch it. I um, might if we review it. Yeah, but I think I think that's all I have to talk about, Michael. Okay. That's all my well, news. Let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to talk about our picks of the week. My pick of the week is from IDW, a horror comic from Steve Niles, um, drawn by Damian Worm. The book is called Bryn Moore. Bryn with a Y. It's got some really uh, cool looking covers. There's a bunch of it's weird. There's a bunch of horror stuff coming out in like summer. I yeah. just noticed a lot of that. So I'm about I mean, I'm about it. So um, come check it out. Mine's a little horror too. It's like a, <laughs> a I don't know, Frankenstein kid kind of. Um, oh, it's yeah. called The Oddly Pedestrian Life of Christopher Chaos. It's the by Nick Rubbles. Yeah, it's by Nick Rubbles with art by uh, Isaac Goodhart. I checked it out. I read it. It was very good. Um, lots of cool covers as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, cool lunch. Very cool. Um, so I'm going to kick it off with some news here. Um, Nintendo had this Nintendo Direct, and there was so much stuff that came out of this Nintendo Direct. Like, I normally yeah. don't ever pay attention to Nintendo Directs. I don't care, whatever. But like, ooh wee, there's so much stuff. Super Mario RPG remaster, or probably not even a remaster. No, it is a remaster. It's a remaster, right? No, it's a remake. A remake, yeah. A remake. Incredible. Um, have you ever played that game, Dylan? No, I haven't, but like, I will now. Right, like, and it's Nintendo partnering with SquareSoft before they were Square Enix, back when they were just you know making Final Fantasy on the Super Nintendo, and it's Final Fantasy with Mario. It's really cool. Is um, it multiplayer? No. Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um, All Nintendo games should be. I mean, it's barely. I mean, the second person can like walk around the map, but no, it's it's primarily a one player game. Okay. Um, the Super Mario Universe looks really cool. Side scrolling Mario back. Um, but one thing I am super excited for is the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume One, which is going to be. It's. I mean, it's also on the Switch, but I'm excited. It's going to be on all home consoles because I have not been able to play the original Metal Gear Solid on a modern console in a long time. So that's very exciting. Okay. Yes. So super cool. It's they're going to have the Metal Gear Solid collection, master collection volume one, which is going to have 
Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two, Metal Gear Solid Three, uh, and some other games I never heard of, but the ones that ma- the, the PlayStation ones, the one that matter. Um, okay. So very exciting coming out coming out in October. But are you a big Metal Gear fan, Dylan? No, no, I love I'm Mario I love, fan though. Love Metal Gear Solid, but yeah, you should get um, Mario RPG. That game rules. I will, and there, I mean. I think you talked about Mario Brothers. Uh, I love Mario Wonder. Brothers. The oh, oh new, Wonder. Like, Did I say universe? I meant, I meant, yeah, no, Wonder. No. The new side scroll one. The the it big looks news. So cool. The news of the show, Michael, is that you can be Daisy in a Mario Brothers game. Like, oh, finally playable. Yeah. Um. That's it. That's it for you. Are you done? Are you done with the reveals? Oh yeah. The highlights. I, yeah. Okay, what well, else you got? My major highlight was that they announced the new Princess Peach game. Um, untitled okay. Princess Peach game is the official name right that's now. That's a great. That's a great name. But I it's like a. It. They called it like a um, two point five D. It's like a side okay. scroller, but there's like some depth, you know. Sure. But like, it's been I don't know twenty years. How long since Super Princess Peach came out? It's been way too long. A, a long time. Yeah. So this is long overdue. I'm very excited about it. Yes, there's this is like a like the most eventful Nintendo Direct. There's also some Zelda stuff, whatever, but like Is it normal for them to reveal a game before they have like a name for it or I I don't think so. That's not a very Nintendo move, but I feel like they're just like, hey, you know what? We're doing this too. They just wanted to come out there with a like it. Huh? I almost don't like it. Like tell me when you're it's gonna come out this year, you know? Right. Yeah. I get that. Well, especially with the nature of video games and people and things not hitting target dates like ever. Like I don't know. This game is gonna immediately just leave my consciousness if it's not coming out in the next three months. Yeah, but they're um, better about that, right? I think Nintendo is usually pretty good about that. Um, usually. Um, moving to horror news, Dylan. So Saw Ten, Saw X, <laughs> Socks, Socks. They uh, they released their new logo, and there's a news article wow. about it. I'm gonna send it to you. Are you ready? I see it. Yep, there it is. Yeah. It looks cool. like the Saw logo. <laughs> With what, a like, Times New Roman X. Why? So, yeah, we're going to get a a, t- a teaser trailer this summer, it would look like. This is... Why is this an article? Why are we talking about the Saw logo that is identical to every other Saw logo? And it I is think a, it's because it's like a return to form from Spiral. Like I don't think Spiral oh. used this like thing, so they're trying to get people like see Spiral it's back, saw. like how you like it. You know, I think that's yeah. the intention. The old, the old saw is back, I guess, but it's saw ten. But you know, on on that, I do respect them going back to the number because historically in horror movies, once you get past like five or six, you just drop the numbering and you just go to the names because it looks sad at that point. Like nah, saw ten. Come see it. I have a question for you. Yes. I want you to peer into the future. Like you're you're like old, retired, and like a senior home. Okay. So three years from now, yeah. Yeah, in a few years. Um yeah. which between Saw X and like Fast X, like which franchise will have ended first? Like which got more oh, entries? Oh boy. Saw. You'll have more saws. Because when Fast will die with Vin Diesel. But they'll try I think we'll be like, remember when they tried to Remember they tried to bring back Fast Fast X with Vin Diesel's kid and it didn't, and it didn't work? Yeah, Tony Toretto. Yeah. <laughs> Tony. 
Oh God! But Saw um, is so cheap. I think they could just keep doing yeah, it forever, dude. As long as they keep making money. Y- you know what's crazy to me is that like all of the Saw movies have been theatrical. Like, good for them. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, I think sticking with ten, we'll see. But like anything past ten, who knows? But interesting. Um, we have some M Night Shyamalan news. He's uh, oh. he's he's te- yeah. Uh, he teases a unique setting for his upcoming psychological thriller, Trap. Um, remember, remember, remember the quote where he was talking about like Disney and Universal is where I write most of my films. Uh, they will always be my home. Well, although he's going to make this movie at Warner Brothers because they have a, it's just a very weird self congratulatory quote from several months ago. That's all um, I can. Yeah, yeah, not not at all. Um, what does he say here? Where's the quote? Um, he doesn't, he tells you nothing. He says, um, he, he was talking to enemy earlier, um, saying, I have a new idea that I've started writing. It's out in 2024. It's very, very exciting. It's a thriller. It's very unusual and very new compared to what I've been trying to do recently, but I'm feeling very excited about the story so much that I can't wait to tell you guys. Um, and it's going to take place at a concert. He does have cool concepts and ideas. and premises, He does. So. He just sucks. <laughs> he's just—he's hit or miss for me. Well, okay. You know what? I don't think I said he sucks. I think he's like, um, the Zack Snyder of this sort of like, you know, genre. That like, is okay. I think I think well, Zack Snyder made one good movie. Yeah, Emily Summers made several good movies. That's true. That's They're true. different. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. I take that back. I think Emily Shyamalan is just—he needs someone to rein him in. True. That, yeah. That's what I mean. Is I, I feel like Zack Snyder could be a lot better of a director if he had people around him going, "Hey, hey, nah, don't that's do that. Work. That ain't gonna fly, Zach. Zaddy, we don't like it." And I think the same th- same thing goes with M Night, where he he gets away with so much buffoonery, you know? Yeah, he just There's a lot of similarities. They both tanked franchises with Avatar and DC, you know? Yeah. Um. And they were both left to their own devices. It seems like, like, like you said. So I right. see it. I mean, but, the movies aren't similar. I think. And I think M Night has more skill. Yeah, he has like signs. Uh, I don't know. The visit. Um, split. Uh, knocking the cabin was okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's got like a handful of good ones. I, think. I like the village. I like the village. Oh, the village. Yeah, yeah. Lady in the water. No, okay. get out of here. I feel uh, like he's the... like a half. He's like half good, half bad. And yeah, but like, like lately, though. I thought Knock the Cabin was okay. Do we review I, that? We did. I, I didn't. I I gave it a two. You I didn't it. really like it. I okay. hate it. I I really did not like it. Anyway, so he's got a movie called Trap. It takes place at a concert. So we'll see uh, what that actually means. <laughs> They're trapped <laughs> at a concert. They're seeing playing yeah. trap music. Yeah, apparently. Um. So you guys know that I talk about Tubi all the time. I love Tubi. Here we go. This isn't a Tubi story. This is a Pluto story. Pluto oh, is the worse. one that I think is owned by NBC. Um, either way, but Pluto is a similar is is a similar free only streaming service, ad supported, and they do all their stuff as like channels. So like they'll have like themed channels or whatnot, but with okay. ad, with ad breaks. Which I love that concept that you'll get in um, a lot of other streaming services where it's like I pay for Shutter, and 
you can pick all the movies to watch on demand, but then they also have three shutter channels where you can just turn on the slasher channel or cool. the Giallo channel. Just like, I don't know, put something scary on. Yeah. And I love that. So that's what Pluto does. But they're doing a Godzilla channel um, starting in July, which I think is pretty neat. Like, I think that's it seems like an underserved market. Because the Godzilla movies. Content? Yeah, there's 30 movies. Um, because it's gonna have all the uh, Japanese stuff. Uh like okay. there's yeah, there's I'm looking, there's there's thir- there's 30 movies, and about a fifth of them are Pluto TV exclusive. Um, because a lot of the movies are already on what streaming service do you think Godzilla mostly lives on, Dylan? You're wrong. I'll tell you you're wrong before you even guess. Hold on, wait. Here's the part. This is the best part is the dead air. So I'll so I don't know. Paramount? Criterion. Oh, okay. Yes. The Godzilla movies are Weird. all on the Criterion Why? channel. I don't know. Well, it's all the Japanese ones. Because like they're they're historical. Um you oh, know. I'm just thinking of the new ones. You're right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you're talking about like movies from the fifties and technical achievements, right? Like the Godzilla movies are very important. The old ones. And then they get su- stupid. But you know, whatever. But anyway. Pluto TV is free. And if you're a Kaiju fan, this is super cool. Um, cool. I'm not a huge Godzilla fan, but there are some good movies on there. Like all the Godzilla versus Hedorah versus Gigan versus Megalon, Mecha Godzilla, and on and on and on and on. Versus King Ghidorah. Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, Dylan. They're all there. And you can see Godzilla Final Wars, which has got the, the best bit in any of these Godzilla movies, which is where it's classic Japanese Godzilla fights the Matthew Broderick Godzilla and kills it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, anyway, moving on to a ho- horror news, but not really. Dylan, Christopher Nolan is out in full effect promoting uh, Oppenheimer. He says it's kind of a horror movie, Dylan. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and so this so much so that this article comes from Fangoria.com. Um. And so what does he say here? He says, um, it is an intense experience because it's an intense story. I showed it to a filmmaker recently who said it's kind of a horror movie. I don't disagree. It's interesting that you used the word nihilism earlier because I don't think I'd quite managed to put my finger on it. But as I started to finish the film, I started to feel this color that's not like my other films, just darkness. It's there. The film fights against that. What does that mean? Um, some people leave the movie absolutely devastated. They can't speak. I mean, there's an element of fear that they're, that's there in the history and there in the underpinnings. But the love of the characters, the love of the relationships is as strong as I've ever done. Look, relax, Chris. Lost his heart, but, but I love his movies. It's, but come on. It's kind of a horror movie, Dylan. They can't it, speak. Like, I've never been like get over yourself. Like, and I love Christopher Nolan movies. Like Dylan says, like, I love this crap. He's made some of my most favorite movies. Interstellar is one of my favorite films. And he's panicking. uh, Yeah. He knows that he's no match for Barbie. Um, but, but see Dylan now, how can you possibly see Nolan, uh, see (laughs) Nolan, see Oppenheimer before Barbie. If you can't, if you're going to walk out devastated, unable to speak, how are you going to enjoy Barbie? That's why you go out, go for brunch, go for, you know, a snack and then come back to the theater and see Barbie, you know, a little. Cool no, you down. have to go home and cry. Yeah. You need a little process time. Yeah. Right. I, this is ridiculous to me. Like, 
Nolan is such a fool. I love, I, again, I love his stuff so much, but like, he just shouldn't be allowed to talk about his own movies. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who's going to watch his movie, a pre-screening with him, and then be like, I actually don't think that was your best, you know? Like, I mean, of course, they're going to be like, that was amazing. It blew my mind. You I know? can't speak. Did you see that unrelated, that real life Barbie uh, dream house they built in Malibu? Yes. yes. Um, I saw some theories, Michael, that this is actually an Oppenheimer uh, shut stunt up. and they're going to blow it up. It'd you be incredible. Know. That'd be great. It'd be incredible. I, d- I did see Chris Nolan say that he wants you to be able to feel the atomic bomb blast when you go to see it on IMAX. So it was nice knowing you. After we see Oppenheimer, that's it. We're going to get blown up by an atomic bomb in AMC 24. <laughs> anyway. I'm um, here for it. Yeah, Brian Fuller has teased working with Mads Mikkelsen again, which obviously of Hannibal fame. And I love that because I think Hannibal got done super dirty by NBC and got canceled way prematurely. Um, Brian Fuller tweeted out a picture of him and Mads Mikkelsen working together on something called Dust Bunny. Um, we don't know what that is. It's a horror other than it's a horror movie. Okay. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm lied. I lied. We do. Dust Bunny will tell the story of an eight-year-old girl who enlists the help of her intriguing neighbor to kill the monster under her bed that she believes ate her family. I'm assuming Mads Mikkelsen is the intriguing neighbor. That seems like typecasting, right? Yeah, for sure. And I love that. Do you? Are you a big Hannibal fan, Dylan? Are you a fan no. of No? No. Okay. I'm a Caecilius stan, though. Caecil- so. <laughs> Not Caecilius. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. Well, I've got I'm two. We've got two trailers this week. Okay. One kind of out. Well, actually, both are kind of out there for different reasons. All right. So first one is Natty Knox, which is a terrible title. Terrible title. Um, I think. So this yes. is this is a weird like who's who of horror alumni. So you have it's directed by Dwight H. Little, who directed Halloween Four, which I I love Halloween Four, and Phantom of the Opera, which is not good. Um. And starring Robert England, Freddy Krueger, uh, Bill Mosley from you name it. From, but I think most notable from The Devil's Rejects. He's been in all those Rob Zombie movies, but The Devil's Rejects. Truly, Bill Mosley is a fantastic actor. He just looks funny and has a weird voice. And so he does character work. He's okay. so good. He should have been nominated for Best Actor that year. I don't know what else came out, but he should have been nominated. He was incredible in that movie. Okay. Anyway, Daniel Harris uh, from all the Halloweens and other horror movies. So it's this, uh, you know, hey, remember these people? Type horror movie. Um, there's a trailer. comes out on July 21st. I believe it is day and date. Uh, actually, no, I think it's streaming only. Um, I'm not 100%. I don't have that information. But the the plot is a small town babysitter and the kids she's looking after struggle to survive a serial killer named Abner Honeywell. Abner Honeywell, Dylan. But anyway, cool. what do you think of the trailer, Dylan? Uh, <laughs> go ahead. It looked bad to me, but so I, like I'm, I always assume I'm just missing something that you're seeing. No, so. no, no, no. So that's why I sent it to you. So it's like I I wanted to like this trailer. I really did because I like Bill Mosley. I don't I don't love Robert England. I like him fine. Um, and I like Daniel Harris a lot, and I love Halloween Four. This just looks so lame. It it looks real dated and like nobody tried hard. You know what I mean? It looks yeah. Like, it looks like we're gonna make a scary movie, 
and they made a very unscary, scary movie. It looks like Shutter derogatory, you know, like right. <laughs> not not good Shutter. Like right, absolutely. Now, yeah. I will take this moment as a quick soapbox to tell you that again, Bill Mosley is tremendous. Go watch him in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. He's great. I love Bill Mosley. He's really, really good. Um, have you ever seen The Devil's Rejects, Dylan? No. He eats that role up. Man, I love it. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, that's that's the best Rob Zombie movie. He'll never make, he'll never make a better one. Um, I like Bill Mosley a lot. I, he will sell a project for me. If if it's if it's on something I already have. Okay. Okay. I'm not like I'm not gonna go to the theater. I don't think for this. But uh, you know, if it's if it's on Shutter derogatory, then you know, I will. And then the trailer of the week, I guess, uh, in the horror sphere. Um, so we talked about the teaser that we saw for for this movie before Flash. I don't remember uh, something something. No, before Flash might have been Spider Verse. We got a teaser for Five Nights at Freddy's a couple weeks ago. The Five Nights at Freddy's movie, but now there is a full trailer online and. So if you don't know, Five Nights at Freddy's is a children's video game franchise about getting locked in a Chuck E. Cheese, except it's called Freddy Fazbear's and the animatronics come to life and kill you and stuff or scare you, jump out and look scary. And we got a full trailer for it. And what'd you think about it, Dylan? Um, I was a little bit more excited about it based on that teaser because I like the vibes of it, but this yeah. one we got to see like a lot more, and I like the cast, and I like the, I think visually it looks really good actually. The cinematography I, looks great, but that's kind of where it ends for me. It didn't look particularly exciting, so like, horror wise. I'll, I'll 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 disagree a little bit. Like so, first of all, that that all being said, it's day and date theater, uh, theatrical, and Peacock streaming. So we know how that goes. Yeah, that's Firestarter. That's Halloween ends. We know what that we know what that probably means. However, I did like Dylan said, I loved the teaser. I thought the teaser looked really good for what it was. And I think this looks really good for what it is. I don't, I don't, I think this is a solid three. <laughs> like, I don't think this is gonna be above a three, but I think it's gonna earn that three real well. I think I'm yeah. gonna I think I'll enjoy it. I think it's gonna be stupid. And this movie is for 20-somethings who grew up with five nights as kids i think is who this is for um because yeah, i wish i was more familiar with it i so i was already working at gamestop before like when five nights was coming out so like i never i've never played one i okay i know the characters kind of but are I, scarier things supposed to be happening like because they don't no, really do much in the trailer. no because well that's all five nights is five nights is jump scares the whole game is like walking around looking for stuff it's first person looking for looking for clues and picking up flashlights and batteries and whatever and then like a big like cartoon a big like animatronic rat pops out of nowhere and goes bleh and chases okay. you in a hallway that's that's the move that's the game so i assume there will be more to it than that um but it just he, seems like it wants to be megan like a well, big viral thing it, and it name drops like, megan in the trailer like i mean it's true from the, the producer tra- of megan right i mean i guess blumhouse but they've also produced a bunch of garbage so um, I'll watch it. I mean, I will absolutely <laughs> watch this. We're we're gonna see this in theaters, right? It's coming out October twenty seventh for Halloween, Dylan. Ooh. Yeah, if, if there's not a, if there's not a better horror movie out that day, I'll see I'll see Five Nights. 
but I think it looks possibly okay. A glowing review. Yeah. Anyway, let's hear about all those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about the first episode of Secret Invasion. And this is your last warning. Spoilers. There is stuff that can be spoiled, and you will be unhappy, probably, if you hear about it. <laughs> so this is your last chance. Sure. Uh, to go watch it. It's only an hour on Disney+. Plus. You know the drill. Anyway. All right. Spoiler warning. Okay. <laughs> so, um, were we were, were you looking forward to to Secret Invasion, Dylan? Uh less than any of the other MCU shows for some reason. Um, yeah, same. I honestly forgot about it until the day it came out. I was like, oh, yeah. it's today. <laughs> it seems like they didn't like do as much to promote it for Nothing. whatever reason. But um, I was looking forward to it. I look forward to all of these, and I was like kind of craving something a little bit more serious like i love she hulk and miss marvel and yeah you know that type of stuff but i do like the like winter soldier branded mcu stuff also so i was looking forward and i like these characters so I was, I was definitely looking forward to watching it yeah um i was less looking forward to than you i mean i'm looking forward to baseline looking forward to all marvel projects um but like i said i kind of forgot this was coming out so i guess that is counterintuitive saying i'm looking forward to it so um anyway so i do appreciate the i know this is how they're doing things now but i do appreciate the the non-episode dump format i know that most streaming things are doing this have moved to this rather than episode dump and i like that i i prefer that i think i do prefer the weekly release but i wish it wasn't at 2 a.m you know like I love the Game of Thrones, like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Well, because that's on actual television, you know? Yeah, but also it does streaming that time, too. Like, why can't they do a reasonable hour? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll I guess it's true. With spoilers. I don't yeah, know. because because you're going to wake up and it's all over the Internet. Yeah. Um, so, take, so take us through it, Dylan. Okay, so the, the loose premise for the show. I'll go over the premise. And then yeah, we'll, yeah, because like, it's different than the comic. Scene. Very different, yeah. Um, it says Nick Fury learns of a secret invasion of Earth uh-huh. by a faction of shape-shifting scrolls. Fury joins his allies, and together they race against time to thwart an imminent scroll invasion and save humanity. That's so like the very broad stroke. Like scrolls are planning something, and right. that, that was like what happened in this episode. But we can go through like scene by scene a little bit. It started with um, 
Well, actually, let's first talk about the opening credits. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. Little, people, you're aware we, of the controversy. I am aware of the controversy of this. Beyond anything, Michael, like I'm very anti AI art. Of um, course. There's different types of AR, AI art. There's some that are using like predictive technology and taking other people's works from the internet. And then there's some that just basically expand what's there, you know? Right. So like Photoshop has layers. that new AI tool, right? Where it's like, like a generative fill. Yeah. There's right. different, there's different layers to it, but this was like fully just like the AI art. That's awful. In my opinion. I, yeah. And even beyond the ethics of it, because you can't credit whoever it's taking from, because I don't even know. Um, right. But I thought it was just really ugly. I thought it looked bad. It, it does look bad. But I think it's like, I mean, I agree. Uh, it does look bad. And it's a bad look um, for a company as big as Disney to be doing that, right? Like, And that's having currently in the midst of controversy surrounding overworking digital artists, you know? And is also known for being animation, right? Like an animation yeah. company. It's wild. Is out here using AI? That's crazy. What would Walt me. say? Oh man, I mean Walt, who was no saint himself, right? But like, truly, he—I'm sure he would say, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Um, but it's What's definitely a marvel, right? <laughs> That's what he would say. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it does. Not, I, I get what they were going for vibe-wise, and the vibe is cool, but like, it does have that like uncanny valley, um, syndrome where like they just don't look—they don't look right. Yeah, I saw some people justifying it like it fits with the story, but like this isn't Black Mirror. It's not like a tech story. It's like no. an alien invasion. It doesn't really make sense to me, you know? Yeah, no. Or whatever. Way. I thought it was bad. Um, I thought they were going for Daredevil. It's like AI Daredevil, the, that Daredevil opening with the red yeah. like dripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did kind of going look like for that. that. Um, okay, but it starts in Moscow. This whole show is basically in Russia, at least this whole episode. Um, and it's like Talos, who is the uh, scroll dude from Captain Marvel. The this is basically dude. like a this whole show is basically a follow up on Captain Marvel characters, I think. Um, Ben Mendelsohn, yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, scroll dude. Um, he's like chasing Everett Ross, uh, Martin Freeman's character, um, yeah. but then it turns out it's like a fake out, and because you see Everett Ross die, but then it turns out it was a scroll. Um, yes, I thought that was like kind of, I thought that was a cool opening, cool way to open I did it. too. I thought the intro was, was really successful. exciting, yeah, yeah, and I like seeing Maria Hill again when she showed up and uh. Um. So after that happened, she called Nick Fury from space. She's like, "Hey, you need to come back." And this was like, I have a very like minor, huge complaint about this, Michael. Okay. Um, like they did a lot to set up Nick Fury being at Sword, that space station. So like, right. I would have appreciated like just seeing it a little bit. But the way he entered, I don't know if you like clocked it or like it bothered you, but. He like just emerges from like a white background and you hear like a spaceship noise and then he looks up and it, it yeah. has flown away, but they don't show anything at all. Even once it's like the cheapest man coming back from space intro I've ever seen. You no, know, I, I, I noticed that too. It's like, well, okay, guess we're just not addressing that at all. Okay. Are we saving it was like an Adobe stock, like phew, it just flew away while he was looking at the sky. I'm like, oh, let us see it at least. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it was really disappointing. Um, okay, but that's like very minor. That's not even like a story complaint. But of um so she called him back from space. He's back on Earth. And uh we learn a little bit more about Talos, and he's been like exiled from the scroll council, which I guess they set up shop on Earth now, and they have like 
they've become like a group of rebel scrolls now. Um, and he's been replaced by someone named Gravik. Gravik. Okay. Evil bad scroll. Talos is yes. good scroll replaced <laughs> in his leadership position by bad scroll. Good scroll and bad scroll. Exiled from scroll council. Yeah. Um, of course. So now that Nick Fury knows about this, he calls his MI6 friend, uh, Sonia Falsworth, um, <laughs> aka Olivia uh-huh. Coleman. Yes. Uh, and he's Tremendous. like, hey, help me out with these scrolls. And she's like, nah. Um, we're both big Olivia Coleman stands. What do oh. you think of the of her of her scene? She's oh, great. So I mean, she's playing that character that she's always playing. Um, and I love that. She's yeah. very funny, very snarky. I loved her. She was so she good. She was great. I, 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 uh, a great addition. Um, I hope she's not just a, I hope she sticks around for future properties. Yeah. Or at least to the end of the show. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah, I'm sure she'll be back. I basically, we can ask us about every character that appears. I will say yes. Based on absolutely nothing. I feel like she is too. I have no reason to say that either um no but i thought she was really funny i liked her i just she wanted was more of her i liked when she was like oh they were excellent like talking about her people um her her, her agents she was yes. really cool i thought um, she was great she, man she refused to help him though um so he like bugs her office i guess which is weird that she wouldn't notice that i don't know uh just gotta suspend or maybe or maybe she bit. did notice it maybe she's a scroll so she didn't notice that okay, that's another thing. Maybe she was like, I can't help you. Uh, but then she allows him to bug it. So and then she has that he spies on her with that interview she's having with someone else where yeah, she verbalizes where the uh packages of the, the bombs are. Um so maybe she did it on purpose. I think that's a good theory. Yeah, I mean th- that good that scroll. could be Man, I don't know. I gotta see a couple more episodes first. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to make conclusions about every single character right now. Nick Fury this is one division. I think it was yeah, you're right. It was Mephisto. Um <laughs> definitely. Uh okay, so basically through spying on her, they they learned that like this group of rebel skull scroll I keep wanting to say skulls, scrolls is hmm. planning to bomb some like square, I don't know, Russian area. Yeah. So, someplace it, in Russia. It has a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and they chase down some like dirty scrolls with dirty bombs. Uh, yes. And it turns out that Gaia is one of them. Uh, Talos's daughter. Yes. Uh, the little girl from Captain Marvel. And we get this is our intro to Amelia Clark. She she stood out to me as like someone I'm intrigued by. Nothing special happened. But I was like, I want to know more about her at least. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought she was good, too. I thought she had a, a good performance. I mean, not like, you know, she didn't have a lot to do. But True. Yeah. It was nice to it was nice to see her um in a good property. I think that's a through line with this episode. It seems very setup-y, like a lot of we're like right. if, starting the storyline for so many things at the same time. If if there weren't only six episodes, they probably should have done two on the first week. Yeah. I know okay. I know I was just saying that I like it week by week, but um this did feel very like okay, and then Yeah. And I think, like, we, we, I know you and I hold them, like, all to the same standard, but I think this one, like, truly re- relies on you having seen Captain Marvel and knowing what scrolls are and understanding Nick Fury and Maria Hill. And, like, right. there's so much, 
I think if someone just jumped in and watched this, it would be like, that was really bad. What was that? You know, I agree. I agree. It's, it's a lot like a, you know, infinity war and Endgame. You have to have a lot of foreknowledge to really enjoy it. Yeah. Because we've seen like, you know, shape-shifting secret society. It's like V or something like that. You know, like this has been done before, but it's only cooler because like scrolls are ingrained as like, kind of a cool alien race and we love Nick Fury and you know right. there's there's a lot that's like baked in already that's helping it out in my opinion um, yeah I know I, I agree with you I think um yeah I agree with you but Gaia kind of um she ends up out. turning on the rebels maybe um I don't think she is but we're not sure uh she she told them where the bombs are going to be and they go to right intercept them and um the uh graphic I keep getting the, the manga the villain is Gravic, there. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the main bad dude. Bad scroll. And, uh, bad scroll's there. And um he impersonates Nick Fury and, and uh shoots uh Maria Hill, seemingly killing her. Seemingly. Um, and then that's that's the end of the episode. It was a big bombshell to end on. If yeah, she's I, in fact dead. Yeah, I was about to ask, do you think she is or I think it, she it, is, but I'm it not It seemed sure. like it, but like I gotta expect a swerve, but like it seemed like it. Yeah, if they hadn't lingered on her body for so long, I would say, like, well, she's probably a scroll, you know? Right. Um, I think that's why they lingered, right? To show that this yeah. is not a scroll. Or, like, we need it. But right. do they? I don't know. It's hard I feel to say. bad, like, that it's this character because Kobe Smulders has been in the MCU for, like, 15 Longer years. Longer than most people. Yeah. And she probably had, like, 10 minutes of screen time. Like, it's really unfortunate. She's never had her own storyline or motivation or right. anything. So I was like excited to see like oh, like, oh finally I get to know her a little bit and then oh I was never like, mind nope. psych <laughs> yeah I don't know like it does feel like I bet we'll see her again in some capacity but maybe a scroll uh, right so I think yeah that's but then that won't be Maria that'll be yeah but we'll see Kobe true <laughs> she'll have something to do I guess <laughs> yeah she'll she'll be around I hope it's not. But then I also don't. I'm not a big fan of the fake out death things. So of course, I'm, I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. I want her to come back, but I want them to commit also. So Figure how did how did the episode grab you as a whole, Dylan? Um, it's actually about what I expected. Okay, uh, it's kind of a cookie cutter um, espionage situation. Nothing stood out to me. Like acting wise, directing wise, cinematography wise, music, the music, I don't remember. Um, I agree. So, like, it seems a little vanilla in that way, but it is like, I am eager to watch the next one. I want to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. I, 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 I know that's contradictory, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I think I, this, it will definitely pair better with a part two. Um, and I, I was also kind of just like, all right. You know, it, it was okay. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it or yeah. anything. I, I was just, I, I, but I would never say, oh my God, did you watch Secret Invasion yet? You know. Yeah. Maybe, like, I hate when people say this, but maybe it will work better as like a six episodes. It is only six episodes. I, I like that. Is, yeah. Um, that's weird, though. That's, that's maybe so it'll low. work better, but it's, they're hour long. So I think it'll like okay. even out to be the same as the other shows. But my, I think the, the final question is we already kind of talked about it, but like, who, who is unexpectedly a scroll? I mean, not Nick Fury, right? Like, 
Hey, I, I don't know. He's been like untouchable, like forever. Like he's just, it seems like they just don't mess with Nick Fury, you know? There's theories, Michael. Uh you need a new rock star it up. It's time oh, to reboot no. that. I, um what what if I'll recycle some of them. What if he died when he gets shot in Winter Soldier and he you know, they bring him to that facility and then he like comes back and he's fine? Like what if he died there and he set up because remember he knew the scroll since the nineties. What if he set up some kind of replacement situation? In case he uh, ever died, an LMD. Yeah, that—that's literally Nick Fury's thing. It, it right. would be a good way to marry the two storylines together. I think you know, or I could. And see. they established how the scrolls take their memories. What if he doesn't even know he's a scroll? What if it's a replicant situation? I well then if you know what, I'm I'm about it. I'm saying Nick Fury's a scroll. I'm team Nick Fury's a scroll. <laughs> I turned to you that quickly. They're all a scroll. Everyone's I'm, a scroll. I'm team that because it's just fun. No, yeah, of course. I, I want I want something fun like that. I want like, oh man, you know, I want that type of a reaction. Yeah. And I would it'd get be that. Cool. I'd like the idea. I know it's like copying a bunch of things, including Blade Runner, but I think it'd be cool if he didn't know he was a scroll. I, I, I agree. Know. I agree. But that's my only prediction. Maybe okay. maybe Olivia Coleman too. Uh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, and but also one other minor complaint. The at the end of WandaVision, that scroll came up through and recruited Monica. Um, yeah, to work with Nick Fury, and I'm like, well, follow up on that. Is she on sword? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, and that's true. She is, but like you set up something, like I don't know. This pay is the perfect place to pay it off. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That's interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, we still have we still have five episodes left. Maybe we'll see some sort of payoff, but probably not. Anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. This is Dylan. Bye, everyone. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.